Well, everyone's going to be very surprised if the RBA does anything but keep rates on hold today. But will it stick? Uh, the ECB is more of an immediate question mark. Inflation numbers out later for the Eurozone. And we're teetering on either a 25 or 50 basis point hike. And things are getting complicated in the US. Another bank collapse. Manufacturing numbers showing job numbers are rising. And prices are going up too. And then there's the debt ceiling. It's a jungle for the FOMC to navigate through. It's Tuesday, the 2nd of May, 2023. It's the morning call from NAB. Good morning. Well, U.S. stocks were doing okay today, but then losing a bit of momentum in late trade and finishing in the red only just for the S&P. But the Dow and Nasdaq closed about 0.1% down. The stock market was closed in the U.K., of course, for the May Day holiday, one of three public holidays they've got this month. Uh, But the DAX up 0.8% on Monday. Bond yields, meanwhile, 10-year treasuries up 17 basis points, up to 3.59%. They fell back a bit on Friday, of course, and they've uh, been on a bit of a roller coaster in this session, too but a big move up. Not much movement elsewhere, although New Zealand uh, saw 10-year yields falling six basis points yesterday. Aussie 10 years just up one basis point to 3.35% yesterday, but overnight on futures they rose a further 10 basis points. And oil coming down, WTI dipping below 75 overnight, falling 1.3% in this session. Brent down 1.1% and under $80 a barrel. It's coming back a bit uh, as the sessions go on. But it's interesting when you look at US stocks, the sectors that are doing well and the those that are not doing so well. Sky Masters is with me today from NAB in Sydney, by the way. Uh, so utilities, healthcare and industrials, they're, they're all doing well. Financials are only just in the red, despite the fact that we had the news that the First Republic Bank is now the third bank collapse this year. It's been seized by the FDIC. But maybe there's uh, some confidence uh, because it's been taken over, a holus bolus, by JP Morgan. So I, I, I guess bad news is good news in this case. Good morning, Phil. Yeah, it's been a, if you look at sort of market pricing, particularly in, in bond yields overnight, it has been a, a risk positive, uh, session. Um, you know, you have seen the, the wobbles in, in, um, in stock markets, like they have come off a little bit later in the session, as you just suggested, but, um, they were a lot lower, I think, earlier in the, se- in the session. Um, I think sort of looking at overnight news, what's impacting the market sentiment, um, is the, the reports that JP Morgan has agreed to purchase, um, First Republic Bank. So that's been seen as, as a positive, um, by, by investors. I think JP Morgan shares are actually up on, yeah, on the day following the announcement. Yeah. Um, and then also impacting, impacting the market is the USISM report, which we can discuss. Yeah. So, so, yes, I mean, it is the fact that confidence is there that, you know, this one's been resolved. The question is, are there any others? So Jamie Dimon, the CEO of JP Morgan, uh, said this part of the crisis is over, talking about, the you know, the sale that's been agreed. But down the road with rates going up, recession, real estate, that's a whole different issue. That doesn't exactly inspire you with confidence, does it, for someone who's just bought, a, you know, what, what a, quite a sizable bank. Yeah, I mean, I I think um, you know there's a couple of things at, at play here. Um, you know, there, there's still the the view that U.S. growth is is um, is slowing um, as the impact of you know, higher high cash rates starts to feed through the economy, and there's that uncertainty around um, you know whether the U.S. goes into a recession later this year, although the ISM report maybe challenged that a little bit overnight. But I guess mm. the um, the, the, the positive news for markets, I think, is that, 
um, you know, there's been that whole uncertainty since sort of early March when um, we had the collapse of Silicon Valley, Valley Bank and what that meant um, for the U.S. banking sector and, you know, were we possibly leading into a banking crisis? And I think that's been something that's been weighing um, or, or pushing down Treasury yields. And and while it may not sound great that First Republic Bank has had to be bought out by JP Morgan, it just sort of does alleviate some of those risks that, that maybe we are heading into a broader banking crisis. Um, concerns around um, regional banks tightening up on their credit lending um, is, is, is obviously still there. Uh, but I think this, um, this announcement does remove some of the concerns that's been in, in, in investors' eyes over the last month or so. Well, we might be left with less banks, but bigger banks seems to be the uh, the upshot, doesn't it? Yes. So let's 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 look let's look at the ISM manufacturing then. Uh, the um, so the number picked up uh, from forty six point three to forty seven point one, still in contraction, but less so. I mean, it's been below fifty for six months. Uh, yeah, six months, which is the longest period since the uh, recession in two thousand and eight to nine. So. Um, Yes, I mean, I guess it's it's a positive sign. The bad sign, uh, the bad news, of course, is the fact that we saw uh, employment isn't easing. Prices are getting higher, not falling. So the price index moved from 49.2 to 53.2. So that's a, that is a bit of a concern for the Fed, I would have thought. Yeah, so you know the the ISM report, um, you know the headline number, it's still below below fifty, so it's still pointing to to a weakness in in um, in the manufacturing sector, but some of the detail within that report was seen uh, more positively um, in terms of yes, the you know the employment um, index did push just back above fifty. Um, but as you've pointed out, sort of the focus has been on that prices paid index, which you know we saw quite a reasonable um, uplift in in this the current the current month. Uh, and you know it's the increase you know may be reflective of the lift in in energy prices, um, but it also appears that there are supply shortages are having the impact on prices as well. Um, and so you know this the lift in the prices component does put in question the expectations that a goods driven disinflation will will continue um and you know maybe it's su- mm. suggestive that the path back to two percent inflation target may take longer than um was originally expected yeah that's we've been talking about a lot we keep on hearing that don't we so uh, then of course just to you know throw more fuel onto the fire in the united states the debt ceiling how is that going to be resolved uh, I mean, is there much market reaction as we get closer to to the deadline on this? I, I noticed the middle of this week, the the Treasury in the US is going to be announcing its quarterly refunding as well. So we get to see what their exact borrowing needs are and how they intend to refund as bonds reach maturity. And, you know, so what happens if, for example, they decide that they want to go for more longer duration treasuries? Because they can, you know, this, I, I guess this is an opportunity to see how they intend to change the mix, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I know sort of you've been, we've been talking about this over the last couple of weeks, occasionally in, in, in the podcast as we get closer to the deadline. Um, I'm not sure that the quarterly funding announcement will necessarily be, um, you know, their decisions on on sort of the the tenor of bonds will be impacted by the the debt ceiling. I, I do think it obviously has an impact on on um, on bills. 
sort of mm. and, and how, how short-term um, bonds yeah, well, are, not are saying, pricing. Yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't saying that they were linked, but I did just, you know, two events which uh, I guess the bond markets will be watching closely. This Definitely. Uh, but, you know, we've, we've got the FMC meeting as well, so there, there's, a lot, there's a lot out there to, to influence market sentiment this week. Yeah, there is indeed. And also companies issuing debt as well. So we had that news uh, tail end of last week, the Meta, uh, you know, intending to, uh, you know, put at least, what, seven or eight billion uh, extra issuance. Uh, so, I mean, how is that going to play in the, the mix for bond yields? All of a sudden, there's quite a lot of places for money to go. Yeah, I mean, the the sort of increase in, in corporate debt, debt issuance overnight has been um, sort of reported as something weighing on, on treasuries as well. I, I guess it's a you know, is it a positive that, that corporates are now coming back to the market and and um, you know feeling confident in terms of issuing issuing bonds, possibly? Um, so you know, after after the period of un- uncertainty that that we saw uh, through March, um, you know, there's sort of some positive um, developments I think going going forward. So I don't view the the influx of corporate issuance is a bad thing. No, it's a bold move, isn't it? And actually, if you look historically, you know, companies that have grown uh, out of, uh, well, I mean, we're not in a recession, but uh, down, uh, you know, from economic downturns, we've seen, you know, some of the most successful companies have grown during those periods. So perhaps it's to be expected. So what about on currencies then? A Japanese yen down against the US dollar by 0.8%. The Aussie doing well. Uh, and the Canadian dollar as well. A good session for commodity currencies, even though oil is down quite a bit today. Gas is e- even more so. So what's driving the Aussie up and the Canadian dollar, I guess? <laughs> what's driving the Aussie up? What drove it down the other day? I, I, I'm well, not, you know... It's I, just I, coming I'm, back. I, it's just <laughs> coming back. Um, you know, I think, I think the, you know, the yen is obviously um, uh, still heavy post post the BOJ um, yeah. meeting last last week. Yeah, US dollar is broadly stronger following the ISM uh, report, but obviously the Aussie dollar is doing a little bit, little bit better. Um, I, I have no idea, Phil, what's yeah. driving the Aussie dollar overnight. <laughs> Ahead of the RBA, which I'm sure has got nothing to do with it. Well, I don't think we, that has it. No, I don't think. That, yeah. I mean, you know, the expectation is the RBA is on hold, so yeah. I can't, can't yeah. see that's the driver. Nothing priced in really is all very little priced in at all. So it would be a massive surprise. So we are stuck at three point six percent. So I guess. But it is going to be. I mean, Philip Lowe did say last time further tightening may well be needed. Obviously, it's not going to happen today. So so it's what's said today, what's in the statement. And then he's talking, I think, this evening as well, isn't it? So that's what's said there that counts really today. Yeah, look, there's always a risk that they do go. Um, never say never. say never. But, um, you know, the market's only pricing in around a um, 12% chance that they, they tighten. Um, the Bloomberg survey of 30 respondents has only about 9 um, looking for a, for a rate hike. The rest on the rest unchanged. So, uh, your NAB's call is the RBA is is on hold today. Um, and I think that sort of the data flow since the April meeting hasn't really challenged um, their view of of um, of pausing. Um, if if you go back and look at the the meeting minutes, um, you know they do highlight. I think that you know the the board is concerned about. Um, the pace of the slowdown in, in inflation. Um, so the latest CPI print, print didn't challenge that, but um, you know our view is still there's a risk that the RBA does have to tighten um, again if inflation doesn't slow as 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 their forecasts are predicting. Um, so you know they 
they're, they're, it, it's, it's a real balancing act, I think, at the moment um, for the RBA board. No, more uncertainty about what the uh, the ECB is going to do. So the, the core CPI read for the euro area is out later on to, uh, today, uh, just ahead of that ECB later in the week, uh, where we're still looking at either 25 or 50 basis points. I think... Uh, the odds have sort of um, t- tilted towards 25, haven't they? But I guess it does depend on what the CPI shows today. Yeah, I think that the general consensus is that the ECB um, hikes by 25 basis points, but that they, you know, discuss the the, the possibility of a 50 basis point hike. Uh, you know, will the inflation print um, shift them? You know, maybe um, maybe it could if it was if it was um, a very strong print. Um, but yeah, I think the general consensus is is a twenty five from the ECB this week. Right, and then for the rest of the week, I mean, it's jobs, 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 isn't it, for the United States? So we've got non farm payrolls on Friday. We get the ADP numbers before that, and the weekly uh, jobless claims as well. But tonight, the jolts numbers, the the job openings numbers, which eased quite a bit last month. So I mean, that that's sort of the ideal, isn't it? The the Goldilocks scenario for central banks, if we see. Less job openings, but not big falls in jobs, so that people can keep their jobs, but they don't expect it to be easy to move and get a pay rise. I mean, that's the, that's the one way to keep job prices uh, down, isn't it? Yeah. So the you know the jobs report will be um, interesting for um, for the market. Less of last month, the number did come in um, lower, and it did sort of instigate a bit of a rally in in treasury yields so i think you know the market will be will you know this could potentially be a market moving um market moving report if you said i look at how the market has reacted to data over the last month there has been a tendency to more sort of rally on um rally on softer than or weaker than expected data than than um yields rising on on stronger data um so let's you know, see what it does. Let's yeah. see what it does. Keep an eye out for that. Okay, very good. Good to talk, Sky. Catch you again next time. Thank you. Thanks, Phil. And that's Tuesday on The Morning Call. I obviously need a lot more of Tuesday to come, but that's it for us. We are back again with another one tomorrow morning. I'm Phil Dobby for NAB. I'll see you then. Have a great day. <laughs>